This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dialogue with Divinity. You're listening to the X-Zone Broadcast Network, and I am your host, Johanna Carroll. For over 30 years, I've been a spiritual counselor, TV and radio host, author of four books, and take people around the world to sacred sites. Dialogue with Divinity is a show that brings to you the wisdom keepers of our times. We like to have fun expanding your heart, your soul, and your consciousness. And today, I've really been looking forward to this show because if you have ever had an interest in what happens when someone dies, where that bump in the night sound is going, trying to cross over. We've got a person here who is really an extraordinary woman. Her name is Tina Irwin. She's a retired U.S. Navy commander who is a ghost helper and not a ghost hunter. So what's the difference? The difference is that Tina does more than merely talk to the ghost. Yep, she does listen to their stories as it helps her to understand why some souls get stuck upon death. And maybe that's the bump you are hearing in the middle of the night. But Tina takes it one step further. She helps that lost soul to cross over into the light of the heaven world. And once a lost soul meets Tina, they get that help so that they can cross over in a time of great need. They're reunited with their loved ones on the other side, and they no longer live in the fear of the cold and the dark fourth dimension. So today we're going to be talking all about how Tina, and how anyone actually, can help a lost soul to cross over. I also want to mention that she is the author of multiple books. She's got a series of ghost stories from the ghost point of view, The Lightworker's Guide to Everyday Karma, and The Lightworker's Guide to Healing Grief. You can find all of these books on Amazon.com. And without further ado, please join me in welcoming our guest, Tina Irwin. Hi, Joanna. <laughs> I thought maybe you disappeared with a the ghost there for a oh, moment. No, no, no. Really... <laughs> I'm right here, and I'm, I'm very honored with that lovely introduction, and, and happy birthday. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. It was a, it's, it's a crossover moment for me. <laughs> anyway, I've got to ask you the question that I'm sure a lot of people ask you. So how did you go from being a retired U.S. Navy commander into being a ghost helper? I'm really curious about this. Well, I, I, I'm probably like a lot of people. I've had psychic ability since I was a little kid. But it doesn't matter whether you have psychic ability or not. You still have to make a living. True. <laughs> I wanted adventure. And I joined the Navy. And the first day I was there, my very first day at my very first duty station, I met my husband. And it's as if at that moment... Psychic ability began to just really take off, and mm. I had a series of events that unnerved him and unnerved me because it's not like you can go to psychic school. <laughs> I mean, really, and it's not like people are going to 
to believe you when you say you can do certain things. And I'm a person who believes everyone has psychic ability. And mm-hmm. I just, I mean, we lived in Italy three years, and I, considering the, the millions and millions of people who have died there, I'm really grateful that I didn't see all the dead people who were there. That would but have they, been overwhelming. <laughs> well, it, it can be very, well, it, very overwhelming. We moved from Italy to Charleston, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And we moved into a house that we didn't realize was haunted when we bought it. It was only 18 oh months gosh. old. Wow. Oh, about, I didn't have a full appreciation of predecessor energy. And in, in the in 1979, 1980 period of time, I didn't know how to remove a ghost. I, could, I knew the ghost was there. I mean, he made his presence so known. And in the first ghost story book, volume one, I go into enormous detail about what that ghost did. And I started researching, I've got to do something. So I thought, like a lot of people thought, I should just get rid of him. Well, souls aren't like taking out the trash. Trying to get rid of them doesn't address the problem. It just treats the symptom. So that requirement to do something about Jake, because we named him, really led me on a journey, like everyone has their journeys, just led me on a journey to figure out how do we help them. They're somebody's relative or somebody's tormentor. doesn't matter who they are or what they are. At the end of the day, they're still lost and alone and cold and unhappy in the fourth dimension. And so through a series of events, I learned how it took me forever, but it took me, oh, gosh, 20 years, even after I retired, of figuring out how do I help them. And one day I discovered I could do remote viewing. Beautiful. And I could actually see them. And I had a very traumatic event where someone very dark tried to do something very bad to me. Mm. But unfortunately, it, it kind of backfired and the, and the man died. And at the moment of his death, I could see him leave his body and I could see these horrible things coming at him and tearing at him, not unlike what happened to the movie Ghost. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, as I'm watching him, uh, actually uh, my, one of my brothers was with me, and he said, let's help him cross over. He said, you can actually see him. Let's help him. Tina, we're going to put that on hold. We're going to take a quick break. We'll okay. be right back. Okay. Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. 
Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere, Florida. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine such as hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining rooms can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you visit, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic downtown Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, Old Florida cuisine at its best. If you're a seeker, don't miss the inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening, Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles shamanic counselor and indigenously trained dream decoder Sandra Cochran's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers throughout the Americas. Sandy's initiations across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt, combined with her knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth, influence her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private readings, Sacred International Journeys, a meditative CD, and her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate your earthwalk and create a deeper connection to yourself. Find this and more at her website, starwalkervisions.com. Hi, everybody. We are back. This is Dialogue with Divinity, and we are speaking today with Tina Irwin, who I am so fascinated with her story because she is a ghost helper, not a ghost hunter. We were talking before I went to break about how she came from the retired U.S. Navy commander into this wonderful gift of service. This is really a fascinating story, Tina, because I think a lot of people like, you know, myself and you, obviously, we have these things that occur in our lives and we don't realize that on some level it's really a gift that we can give back to others, a gift of service. And really, 
you were saying before we went to break that a lot of people think, you know, there's a ghost around. How do I get rid of them? When there's really a conversation that you can have to really help this ghost cross over. So your the the name of the the ghost that you had the experience with your with your brother was named Jake. So then what happened? You I'd like you to continue on that thought. Actually, we never did figure out how to cross Jake over. I moved to San Diego. Oh, and he we, stayed where he was. <laughs> oh yeah, no, we Jake uh, is probably still there because I don't own my house. We moved to San Diego, and I retired, and I started a computer company. And obviously, that's not what the higher forces decided I was going to do. And I know. <laughs> I I wrote software anyway. Anyway, whatever I was, I was doing wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. I think. And okay. at one moment, this man died. I could see him. And my brother said, you know what, let's take this opportunity to cross him over, even though he was horrible to you. And I thought, that's a great idea, because maybe if he embraces, the, if he is embraced by the light of the divine, maybe the cruelty with which he directed his energy toward me can be softened, and maybe that part of him that is hurting can be healed. And that's exactly what happened is those thoughts come to your mind that you really want to help someone. It's like this doorway opened up and there's this blazing light. And remember, I'm not going to go too far into that light because it's not my turn. That's right. And then uh, I brought in some angels to help because I was new at this. Mm-hmm. And he crossed over and it, he looked back at me. Like, why would you do this for me? Because he was about to enter a dark world that makes Potter look like Disneyland. Yeah, I bet. And, and I said, because it's the right thing to do. And then he left. And so it was miraculous for me, to be blunt. I was completely overwhelmed, awed, and humbled. And I... You know, I ended up getting all kinds of phone calls all the time. Can you help so-and-so? Can you help so-and-so? And mm-hmm. realized that, you know, if I were abducted by aliens tomorrow, I would need to have other people know how to do this. Mm-hmm. And because of that, and there's a story about how this came about, but I created something called the crossing over prayer. Nice. And I use the word I created very loosely, as I'm sure you understand. I think someone just helped me write the words, and this is a very effective prayer. It's on my website at tinairwin.com. Anyone, anywhere in the world can use it, and it has been used globally. It's in several languages that we've been able to get translated. Because it's, it's, the prayer is absolutely free. You can say it out loud, and I've got videos. So that anyone can help a person who has died. Do you so, I mean, feel that your, I mean, I don't know what you would call it for me, it's guides and teachers that I definitely have a relationship with a lot of the council groups on the other side of the veil. So you're, you're basically are an instrument, you know, you're a healer, you know, kind of it's sort of a global term that we use in the world of metaphysics and spirituality. And so this channeled prayer, if you will, is being used on a global level to really allow other people to be in service as well. When you started this, you had absolutely no training. You just naturally did what came to you. Is that what I'm understanding? There, 
There is no training, and there was no connection with the military. I worked for the submarine force for 20 years and truly loved it. I retired at the at the commander level, and I used my psychic ability to understand my crew, to get a sense of what was going on, not for anything more esoteric or dramatic than that. Sure. I mean, that's about as honest as I can be. When I retired, the abilities coalesced and all of the tools that I learned in the Navy, I got to use with metaphysics. And I've been studying metaphysics for 50 years. Mm-hmm. I want to understand the esoteric reason behind things, just like you do. And I think all of us who are on our karmic path or our spiritual journey want to understand it at significant levels. And my belief is that God is the first scientist, period. That's a great statement. I love that. Let me ask you a question. Going back to ghosts and, and your work, because this is your this is your new career. You're having multiple careers in one lifetime. So this particular career, who do you think becomes a ghost upon death? I mean, when I think of ghosts my, for myself, you know, I think of the white filmy ectoplasm. But I know for myself... I've had the experience of people showing up in a form that I would recognize. So, for instance, you know, someone that I was familiar with, a friend, family member, et cetera. And then there's a whole other ballpark with a a presence that shows up that I don't necessarily know, but yet I know that they're there. So when you say someone becomes a ghost upon death, I mean, do you feel that we all become ghosts upon death? Yes, I think, and I and I can prove it to you. Yes, okay. I do. Because every face on the planet, and this is why you study metaphysics, because you've got to understand these things, every established face on the planet has an equivalent of the 23rd Psalm. Lo, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. That's the fourth dimension. I will fear no evil. Well, I'm telling you, if you're going out in a blaze of glory with angels, why would that occur on in every faith on the, all over the place? Why would that be necessary? I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Remember, God is with you. But because you're, you're dead doesn't mean your soul dies. You cannot kill a soul. And I'm going to say that again. No matter how someone dies, even before birth, you cannot kill a soul. And so that person, that soul energy is required to continue going because of physics. Energy is neither created nor destroyed. So the energy that animated each of us must continue on. It's what Christ talked about when he talked about life everlasting, not death everlasting. I always my my explanation of a soul is everything that you have been, everything that you are, and everything that you shall ever be. You know, the soul is eternal, and so I feel that when an individual soul, I always I just you know I wrote this book called The Lost Art of Loving, and I talk a lot about the fact that God pours the soul into the body through the the wholeness of of love, that state of divine being. Yet I also feel that within that soul. There's a spirit that's very unique for each lifetime. And I and I, I think that the spirit and the soul have this amazing relationship. So when a soul has the experience of 
departing from a physical container, a body, and goes, and the spirit of that soul, the characteristics, transform into a ghostly state, what happens then? That soul becomes what we commonly refer to as a ghost. The energy of who we have been and who we will be doesn't leave us. It just continues exactly as you have said. Mm -hmm. And when that occurs, then most people are confused. This is what kind of, to be honest, bothers me about people who hunt ghosts. You could be hunting your grand, you know, you could be hunting your grandmother, your, your, somebody's child who died in an accident. It's, it's an, it's an act of compassion to want to help them because let's just take children. Children have no idea what to do at death. None. And they, they enter a world at first where they can see their family members who are grieving around them probably for a couple days. And then that fades. They don't see them anymore. They might catch glimpses of them. And sometimes the family member will sense that they feel their loved one around them. But there is also a world of darkness as time goes on. And there are multiple elements here. One of them is that families, because of the deep and abiding love they have for the person who died, that love can act like black cords around the person's energy field. And they can't, sometimes they can't leave if they they would want to leave. Sometimes people die in battle and they don't know that they're dead. Yeah, for them, the battle battle ended badly, but they didn't get the memo. They're still on that field fighting. And so when a person has died, there are many, many factors that determine how easy it is for them to transition into the heaven world, the fifth dimension. And one of the factors is the level of guilt that a mortal person has at death. Because if you have always been told that you were born in sin and you're going to die in sin, that doesn't facilitate your having a happy afterlife. Because we spend far more time out of the body than in the body. That's a very sobering thought, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, it really is true. And I think in the Aquarian age that we're living right now, I was just speaking to someone about this this morning. I think more people are returning to either whether it's traditional religion or a sense of what you and I would call metaphysics or spirituality. You know, there's a more profound meaning than there's more than just this. And when you go to that point that there's more than just this and you start to discover that journey of the soul the level of awareness takes you into the light in a beautiful way. So, you know, there's some souls, I know they get stuck. This is what I do with my clients. You know, I obviously have a lot of people that have called and this subject comes up if someone is dying. And I always say, you know, before the ghostly states occurs, I think it's very valuable and important if you have someone, for those of you that are listening, that's going through the death process that you give them permission to go home, first of all. And I also do believe that your individual grief or your need, whether it's coming from love or just selfishness on some level, you might want to think about that. It's like she was saying, you are tethering them to the earth. Let them be free. Let them go home. 
um, yes, you miss them, but you can still have a relationship. And we're going to talk about that later. You can have a relationship. So quickly before we go into break, why don't you think some souls, they can't cross over on your own? I know you talked about children, people that are in battle. They don't even know that they're dead. So do you think that the main reason is fear? I think that the main reason is simply ignorance. Sometimes it's fear. A lot of times it's guilt. And sometimes people simply have no idea what to do because they don't know what to expect. And if you ask yourself what religion actually tells you the steps to take at the moment of death, who actually talks about that? What are you supposed to do? I know that the Tibetans do. They have an entire procedure. And if you follow the procedure, mm-hmm. it's absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. Tibetan book, Living and Dying. Right. We're going to take a short break. Hold that thought. We will be right back. This is Johanna Carroll. The show is Dialogue with the Divinity. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at... Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, 
You can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. Welcome back, everyone. This is Johanna Carroll. You are listening to the X-Zone Broadcast Network, and our show is Dialogue with Divinity. And today, we are here with an amazing woman who really is the ghost helper. Before we went to break, we were talking about souls that get stuck on the earth. And your job as a family member in letting go and allowing that person to rise to their next level of experience. We all know that the soul is eternal. We can't really be selfish in holding our loved ones to the earth because you know what? They still have a journey. They still have work to do. So we, before we went to break, Tina, we were talking about, you know, the fact that children, people that are in the military, people that are in um, really bad accidents, it's a shock. Do you think it's like a shock to the system? It's like they don't realize that they're actually out of the body, Right. Exactly. I was driving home from the ice cream shop, and there's this adorable little red Fiat, and the guy's standing there with the ice cream in the, you know, front seat melting, and he's talking to the cop, and and I, through remote viewing, as we were driving by, I said, dude, I hate to break it to you, but you, you didn't make that turn. You hit the phone pole, and you died. The cop can't hear you. And he says, oh, my wife's going to be so upset. And I said, I know, I know. He says, you know, I'm going to just spend some time with her. And I said, unfortunately, because I happen to be on the scene, you have to cross over. And I brought in help immediately and crossed him over instantly. When you say you brought in help, who who are you actually calling in, if you don't mind me asking? I bring in, I gave them a name, Angels of Transition. Nice. Okay. So you have your team. I have a team that comes in, but anyone can request that team. And it's, that's why I'm grateful to you for allowing me to share this information. It is helping a person to cross over, whether it's your loved one, you can still love them, but letting them go, releasing attachment 
is critical. It is the greatest act of love. And it is going to be the compassion you will want for yourself. And that's, that's, a, that's just huge. And on, again, on that website, there's the crossing over prayer. And maybe you bought a house. And the people who died in it, uh, this actually happened in Colorado. And we tried to, through, I was, I, my first book was published by the Edgar Casey Center in Virginia nice. Beach. <clears throat> and they loved the grief book. And they tried to get a hold of this family. They were on a, a 60 minutes show. Their house was so haunted and nobody warned them. Apparently, five women had been murdered in that house. Wow. And the murderer uh, died in prison. So the murderer, in a lot of times, which I wish I didn't have to say this, but they will hold on, even in death, to, the, to their victims. I did so, not know that. I did not know that. I wow. Wish I, I wish I didn't know it frankly. Okay. Okay. It's a very thing. And so I cross over the murderer and the murder victims. I bring in separate teams for each mm -hmm. of these people to facilitate the transition. And I finally separate the murder victim because sometimes life after life, things happen to people. Sometimes life after life, they are murdered. And if you can stop the cycle by crossing them over, you stop the karmic clock. That's another reason to cross people over. That person is still incurring karma in the fourth dimension. The clock doesn't stop until they cross into the heaven world. You know, I think karma gets, I've said this before on the show, karma gets a bad rap sometimes. To me, karma is just unfinished business. And I do believe when we reincarnate, coming back into the flesh, that we can bring that karma that unfinished business until we sort of get it i want to tell you an interesting story though my older sister owned a home on lake champlain in upper state new york and it was a really old home and it had a a lighthouse on the property and the the home was sold with a lot of old furniture in it which she decided to keep so when she first moved in, she rearranged all the furniture. She went to her job at the university teaching as a French professor. When she came home, the furniture was put back to where it originally was. This went on and on. So I happened to be there one week. And um, I don't usually do this, but we decided to call in the spirits. We sort of did a seance thing. The table, of course, bounced across the floor. It was very woo-woo, very woo-woo. Anyway, she called me a couple of weeks later and she said, you know, we decided to remodel the kitchen. And when we decided to, because when we were doing this meditation seance thing, the, the soul of a small boy around, I don't know, eight, nine years old showed up. He was still in the house as a ghost, you would call him. And he didn't know what to do. So my sister was given the task of, talking to him and helping him cross over he would show up in the middle of the night that kind of thing but he was still there so they were ripping up the kitchen floor and as they pulled this old linoleum up there was a trap door so my brother-in-law this is a true story my brother-in-law opened the trap door my sister saw this young boy coming out of this cellar and literally knocked her over and walked right through her. And then since the, then since that happened, boom, he was gone. But what we got after the fact was that he had been killed 
as a young child in his house and he was buried in that cellar. And I, I'll tell you, that blew me away, that whole experience, particularly you're putting the furniture out, you've got somebody rearranging it so it feels familiar. So is that a common thing that ghosts will do that they want to maintain a familiar environment with their family or where they live? Does that happen? Oh, my gosh. That happened um, in the neighborhood I lived in in Charleston. Jake didn't rearrange the furniture, but he was a thief. My neighbor had, I think, the same ghost, Jake. Uh, He was a thief and stole all her jewelry. Um, My... One of the other neighbors down the way would come down every morning and all of her furniture was rearranged on the first floor. And after it happened three times, she moved. Another woman would come downstairs and she found that a rocking chair was every day was moved in front of a window and it was rocking. And so they, the, the soul wants what is familiar. Right. It, is, it hungers for the peace and the calming. Remember, every ghost needs comfort imagine that that's you you are not in your body no one can hear you no one's responding to you at first you see them and then you're in this dark and lonely world and you you imagine almost like a thought form this your surroundings but then they're not really your surroundings and remember it's a little bit different for each person depending on all the factors that go into what caused that person's death. And so family members who say it's okay to go will be all right, well, that person may have been was anticipating, and they can say that. But when somebody dies suddenly, they are not saying that, or a person is murdered. The family says, you know, I think my loved one's in the heaven world. I, I would suggest they say the crossing over prayer for a murdered loved one. Tell everybody again, Tina, your website. Where can they find that again? It's my website is tinairwin.com. It's Tina, E-R-W-I-N, Tina Irwin, Irwin with an E, dot com. And it's on the top menu, it says Crossing Over Prayers. And you can play the video, which I have a lot of people do. There's a There are surgeons who come home every night and they play the video. And they remove all the dead that follow them home. And one you know, woman for, is married. Yeah, for those- her for those of you, I'm sorry, for those of you that are listening, I have been to Tina's website and it has so much wonderful information and so many tools to help you. So I'm really, really going to suggest that. So the doctors, the surgeons come home and the ghosts follow them? They follow them home. And the, the way the crossing over prayer came to be was my business partner and I had just published the first ghost story book and we both dropped our iPhones and they broke. So we were waiting to go into the Apple store, and across from the Apple store was a high-end handbag store. I'm not going to say the name, but it was very high-end. So we wandered around the store, and we were leaving, and I handed one of the ladies a, a book card about the ghost stories. And she said, oh, my gosh, you can't believe I haunted the stories. I said, at Fashion Valley, the home of high-end stores? And she said, you can't believe how bad it is. And so... Laura and I remote viewed, and we found these all these ghost women who shopped till they dropped, and they died, and they just kept shopping, and the homeless who were watching women, and so we crossed them over, and, and so the manager called me back a couple days later, and she said, that's great, we have new ones, what do we do? And I said, I'm going to create a crossing over prayer, and you're going to be 
my beta tester for it. Okay. And every morning they played the crossing over prayer. We made a couple tweaks. And you'll notice in the prayer, <clears throat> it says right now. Mm-hmm. I ask God to help each soul right now. And I say it repeatedly. And I'm explaining that because there's no time in the fourth dimension. Right. When you live on earth, you live in a place of time and space and gravity. But there's no gravity in the fourth dimension, and that's why there's no time. And so, it's, you know, wrap your brain around that a little bit. And so when you say right now, you indicate that it's not 100 years, earth years from now. It's in this moment right now. This soul is attached to this angel who is wrapping them in light and escorting them into the heaven world. So there's no question. And I've had people tell me that their murdered family member finally left them. People who were stalkers who died, who kept stalking even in death, they were crossed over. I've had clients that have called me that I've had um, a family member that's been murdered. And uh, my experience with that was that the ghost itself had information to give the family you know on some level the family still wanted justice to be served or they wanted an answer you know they wanted an answer and so there was an investment definitely of keeping that ghost around to solve the murder and some of them obviously are not solvable however there was a sense of i mean i'm and i know that you feel this all the time probably more than i do the minute that was solved or a question was answered it's like boom everything it was that quick it was that quick that ghost was gone um you could feel the a lighter sense of energy around the family member that was it was like you know they could finally let go and um so do you think that ghosts hang around in that you know catastrophic death situation to give information to the family, is that really necessary, or is just that another black cord that's holding them to the earth? I, I think everything you've said is true and possible, but it's not the whole story, because mortal people are complicated, and a child just doesn't know what to do, and they don't necessarily have a message. My niece died at the age of six, and she was just going to continue to hang around. And the hardest thing I ever had to do was cross my six-year-old niece over. I bet it was. It was very difficult. And I I mean, she's only been dead an hour, and I am in shock with grief. Mm. And it doesn't matter. I still have a job to do. We're going to take a quick break, Tina. And when we come back, um, I want to talk, I want to finish that thought. And also, let's talk about the dark side to ghost hunting. We'll be right back.
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? I'm Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and on The Secret to Everything, we will merge the practical with open investigation into all realms of the mysterious. We will talk to cutting-edge alternative health practitioners, those who inspire and motivate you in business and life, and of course, we will share stories of the paranormal, conspiracy, and cryptozoology. You will transform because of the frequency I carry, the frequencies my guests carry. Life may never be the same after you listen to this program, for the secret to everything is for you, the listener, for those who desire more in every area of their lives and believe that it can still be found. Listen and discover thesecrettoeverything.com. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, 
and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an eight-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back, everyone. This is Johanna Carroll. You are listening to Dialogue with Divinity and the Exxon Broadcast Network. And Tina, our wonderful, extraordinary woman who is a ghost helper. You know, there is a dark side to all of this. I'm sure you've experienced it. I know I've had my own share of that presence, which I can't say is one of my favorite things. What is the dark side to ghost hunting for you personally? I... Well, first, I don't have to hunt them down. They they find me. Okay. <laughs> so I I would say that it is that you you do get to see some things that would make the angels weep, like oh. the child that your brother-in-law found on the floor. Mm. You see and you hear things that remind you of man's inhumanity to man. That cruelty echoes out, and when someone has done some very dark things, the energy of the darkness does not leave them at death. They don't become sainted. Who they have been in life is who they shall be at death. Not because I say so, it, because it's how the law works, spiritual law works. And so, yes, I see it. I always have a tremendous amount of, of a protection with me, and I do a tremendous amount of spiritual practice where I am constantly connecting with the divine to keep my frequency high. Mm-hmm. Your frequency is too low. It's very difficult to do this work. You know, let me, I, I know that for myself, when, if I'm having my own experience, it's something really weird or strange is showing up like that. I have been trained to say, if you are not from the Christ consciousness, I command you to be gone. Because one of the things that I've noticed and has been, you know, proven to me many times over that when a soul is crossing over, if you, and I'm not saying that I have the brightest light on this earth, but you know, we're healers. And so our light is bright on some level. We are a portal of energy to the divine through the law of attraction. That soul may, you know, you're like Velcro for them. Boom. You know, they get stuck to you. And and like you said before, they don't even know that they're gone. So, you know, I think from now on, I'm going to say, if you're not from the Christ consciousness, be gone. And by the way, go find Tina Irwin while you're at it, because she's going to help you cross over. But I am going to start ask. I'm going to start adding in that crossing over prayer. So, yeah, the dark side. I also feel as healers that we've been trained to. I always imagine it's like we're in a movie theater watching a movie. You know, we're a silent witness. We are in an observer modality so that we can really do our work for the highest and the best good of all concern. Do you think that ghosts can actually enter or possess a living person? Oh, my gosh. What do you think happens when somebody drinks? When you drink, your auric field drops to zero. It's like shields are down. They walk right into the body of an alcoholic. It's why it's so hard to give up alcohol. It's the meaning of hungry ghost. They simply take a person's body. It's the same reason why the person will say, I have no memory, because someone else walked in and took over. 
And there are several psychiatrists who have written about this. Uh, Raymond Moody, Bruce Goldberg have also written about this very thing. So you can absolutely be taken over whether, and they're hungry for drugs, alcohol, tobacco, food, uh, certain thrill sensations. And so it's as if to, to, to own your own self means that you are alone in your body. And surprisingly, that's a big deal. So your question is extremely important. What happens if someone, I'll give you an example. Um, I had a friend whose husband had massive heart surgery. And actually, he had to have um, his heart, as odd as it sounds, I believe it was his heart, replaced. And what his wife said to me was he started to smell different. He looked different. Um, he started to speak differently. It was like another person had literally walked into his body. Do you think that when there's any kind of a transplant of a major organ, are you also taking in some of the ghostly residue of that individual person as well and taking it on? We should do a show about this. I can All right, do a let's. And I can do an entire dissertation on what happens to a soul and the recipient at death. At the at what it, when there is a transplant because you have to remember, 52 body parts are taken, which means that the soul has not fully their body has not fully died. They are really not at peace. It's a huge, huge question. I mean, very astute on your part. I gotta hand it to you. I wish more people would talk about this. Well, you know what? We were gonna do another show on that, but let's finish. <laughs> We don't have enough time today. So for those of you that are listening, I'll let you know when that's going to happen. You know, I I was raised in a very traditional Catholic environment. And I remember my first psychic experiences started happening when I was very young, which is very common, as you know, around 10 years old. But I also remember sitting in church and I'd hear the priest, you know, and I'd say, no, that God, God is no, 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 that doesn't make sense to me. And I question a lot. And um I think traditional religion for many people is a real great source of comfort. And I think the ceremony is great. I think it's a great social environment. And yet I also feel in the Aquarian age, all these beautiful hidden advanced teachings are coming out. And one of them that I wanted to talk to you about, you sort of mentioned it before, the whole concept of timelessness. The time is a concept that was actually created by mankind, not, not the divine. I've always had the experience, uh, I call it a timeline. So if I'm doing a reading for someone, I actually hit my head on this thing called a timeline. And all of a sudden, I feel like I'm above it and I'm walking along and then, poop, you know, I get dropped down. And I am picking up past lives and you can pick up future lives as well. But I know that you have this uh, saying, you call it stacks of time. So I'm really curious about that. What are stacks of what are stacks of time? Yeah. I would love to take credit for the term, but it comes from an Egyptian archaeologist whose name is Dr. Ibrahim Karim, and I learned that from him. A stack of time means if, if I looked at my house in Charleston, there were stacks of time before the Revolutionary War when Native Americans walked that earth. The early settlers, the Revolutionary War, the War of 1812, the Civil War, every one of those represents a stack of time. And 
So many things can happen on a stack of time. You end up with stacks of ghosts. That's why ghost stories from the ghost point of view, you will read several stories that go back through multiple stacks of time. And I'm having to clear the ghosts from, from all those different time periods. It's a lot of work. Yeah, is it? It must be. Is it tiring for you? Of course, people say that to me. Don't you get tired? I I know for myself when I'm into that theta zone, I really get energized. I mean, it just definitely. I think when you're in, and for those of you that are listening, when you are doing your service at a higher level for the divine, and you are being used as a channel of love and light, there's a lot of blessings that come along with that. So yeah, you're. You're really busy. I mean, stack upon stack upon stack. You know, we've all been taught, you know, there's many houses in heaven and all of that. And so let's just kind of wrap this up with the last question that I have. And I will definitely have you back because there's so much more to talk about. How can ghosts exist in the same space as a living person? I mean, do, do we actually bump into them? Do they walk through through us like we see on TV? Actually, yeah. that's what happened to my sister. Walk right through her. Boom. Yeah, that actually, that happens all the time. We don't even realize it because they're still operating in their stack of time and they have no concept that you exist. You exist in a future they can't visualize or can't mm-hmm. even imagine. Mm, okay. And so, so is that's this, all is the time. Is their spirit frozen in their particular stack of time when they crossed over? Well, their spirit is frozen in the period of time in which they died. And once okay. they crossed over... It's almost like in that little space of time, you can, you can close that now because, and that actually happened with one of my granddaughters. There was a stack of time where Native Americans were there and they were rehearsing a murderous rage and she could see them rehearsing and was terrified, mm. but the raid hadn't happened. It was one of the oh. most bizarre difficulties I have had in trying to determine under spiritual law, what can I do? What can't I do? It's a challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Tina, before we say goodbye to you, uh, tell us what's new. I know you've got this great uh, show that you are doing, um, The Karmic Path. What's new and what else is happening for you right now? What would you like our listeners to know about you other than what's on your website? Which, by the way, again, is Tina Irwin, E-R-W-I-N.com. Lots of good things on there, folks. Check it out. So what's new for you? What's new for us, what's new for me, is that uh, we have the Karmic Path podcast, and we have a radio show, The Karmic Path. I'm a co-host with Laura Van Tyne. It's on every Thursday at 5 o'clock with WCJV Radio out of Youngstown, New York. And we have the Karmic Path series of books about to come out. We'll have the first two out this week. And we are continuing to put out information that will help everyone and If I could leave everyone with just one thought, it would be that when you help the dead, it is the compassion you will want for yourself. It is among the greatest spiritual services you can possibly perform. You will provide love and light and hope and healing to people, and you don't need a medium for this. You can do it yourself. It just takes a little courage and a lot of love. And I, Johanna, I want to thank you with all my heart for having me on your show. I oh, my gosh. It's, it's been a death. pleasure. You know I'm going to have you back because we've got to talk about the whole transplant thing. Anyway, uh, for those of you that are listening, we're going to say goodbye to Tina for now, and she will be back. For those of you who want to check out our show, it's XNW, 
I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.